Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast, Fully Fermented, Episode 3. Of course, this is Ray. I have the pleasure of being joined by Happy Hour Vintage host once again, Chris Clow. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing? Just got I, off work and looking forward to this. Oh, man. I, I, I hear you. I, I mean, I worked all day myself, and I went out, picked up some stuff for reselling and, you know, all that. But, I okay. mean, dude, you know, it, it's that time of year. It's Halloween. And, you know, all of our guests so far on a regular podcast, we have Rachel Hoffman, who was a paranormal investigator. We have mm-hmm. Dee Wallace. And then our fully fermented episode is Tyler Maine. The funny thing right. about that is myself and Lunar years ago went out and interviewed all three of them at the very same convention, the horrifying convention in Gettysburg, PA. So that was fun within itself. We will get to the interview a little bit later. But first of all, man, let's just get right into it. It's Halloween time. Let's get into haunted attractions. I know you're over in Florida. Yeah, man. You've been in Florida for a while. You have Universal Studios. You have all that. What are the haunted attractions like over there in Florida? So we've got the Universal Studios is obviously the biggest one that we have down here. It's the main one. And that's the one that everybody everybody loves going to, the the Horror Nights, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, I actually went to my first one last year with Lunar. And uh, Carrie Bowtie was there. Uh, it was a blast. They had the Ghostbuster house, which was the main reason I wanted to go, of course. Yeah. And it was it was so much fun. They they take the like at Universal Studios. It's literally the recording studios. It's not just a bunch of rides. Um, you're walking where they record the the TV shows and everything like that, and you're seeing the big studio buildings. What they do at Halloween Horror Nights is they take those studio buildings and turn them into these giant haunted houses. Oh shit. And he, yeah, each of them has a theme. So the Ghostbuster house was just literally like you're walking into the movie. Um, we did um, uh, like the Get Out house, which was really freaking cool. Oh, they, they already have a Get Out house? That's pretty That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yep, that was awesome. Uh, we didn't do Stranger Things because of the line. I wanted to, but we couldn't get to it. Oh, man, we I could just imagine to. that with the upside down, and, and yeah. that, that's probably really badass. And then there's a few other ones that they kind of come up with themselves that are kind of hit or miss, but they're still really cool. Um, one of them was the Yeti, and it was like as soon as you walk in, they shut the door. It instantly gets freezing cold, oh, you know. Sure. And it's cool. You're you're walking through, and people are jumping out and scaring you, and the Yeti's trying to get you. Get you. I mean, it was fun. Is it the Yeti like the WCW Yeti, or was it a much better Yeti? A much better Yeti. Thankfully. <laughs> he wasn't wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> the Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, you know, we, we have the ones down here. And let's see, uh, I, I try to do a haunted attraction every year. Unfortunately, this year, due to the COVID, you know, yeah. we can't really do much. We are next weekend, we are going to Gettysburg. It's Justin's oh, right cousin's husband's birthday, and he wants to go to Gettysburg. So we are going to stay in one of the haunted hotels, walk the battlefields, do, uh, do a lot of that stuff. But I think, you know, let me see, I'm trying to think of what some of the better haunted attractions I've been to down this way where in case anybody's local or in case anybody ever visits out this way um, I know Kim's Crypt still running? Kim's Crypt is still running I know they had a little building in Dundalk but she bought the Haunted Mill so yeah Kim's Crypt is now Kim's Crypt at the Haunted Mill so she's doing her whole thing right there and if you remember shout out to Kim from Kim's Crypt she was on Happy Hour TV a couple of times in the past um, I may have that audio that may be a fully fermented. I'm not sure if she was in season four or not. If she was, gotcha. that was part of the stuff that we lost due to the fire. But if she was, we will have a fully fermented down the road with her. I'm still digging in those archives, pulling a lot of stuff that I, you know we've long forgotten about out of there. But right. yeah, I, I did feel the screams. Field of screams was good. Mm-hmm. There's one that stands out in my mind 
that was surprisingly better, and I'm not sure if it's still open. I heard about it the first year it was open, and that was called the Nevermore Haunt. And I've never heard of it that. Was, it was kind of on the line in the city. Like, it was kind of like right before you got to Fell's Point. But it was this it was this whole block that used to be a mall, pretty much. And really? what they did is they bought it out in the city. It was really bad. Like, you know, you look up the road, you're like, somebody's probably going to get murdered in like three seconds up the road. That's where it was. So you walk in, and we went in, and it was actually surprisingly good. We, we found it on Groupon, and I was like, oh, man, I'm a big critic of horror attractions and i you know i i enjoyed it thoroughly that was good uh of course we have bennett's curse down this way yeah um they're still around they moved over to east point mall in dundalk Um, that's still standing yeah yeah the east point mall is still standing and so is the old building where the bowling alley was that closed 17 years ago (laughs) (laughs) no way yeah it was actually it was funny when uh when Mike, our other regular host, Mike Goatee, you know him as Goatee, when he was running AWL, we actually, we thought about maybe potentially inquiring about running at that old bowling alley. And I did all the research, I reached out, and I was like, hey, is there any way we can run at this venue? And they were like, well, you know, blah, 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 just gave us a whole, you know, a roundabout and I'm like look you can look inside the building and see the place is fucking dilapidated just let us come in here and do some shit you know make it fix it up nice and make it into like a nice little wrestling venue but they just they, they weren't budging with it and it's like alright well let your building just sit there that'd be a great building and I don't yeah, know exactly. if, ben, if Bennett's Curse uses that but that would be an amazing building for something haunted attraction wise and I was telling actually Goatee we were moving a treadmill not too long ago that I just want to if I ever had the money, I would buy up all these old abandoned houses, abandoned properties, all that, and kind of make like all over the nation like various haunted houses, but each one is different. And right. each haunted house, you just do that, and each one has its own little thing, which would be cool. But yeah, Universal Studios, that, that definitely needs to be something That's, I need to get out. I know yeah. Six Flags, they still do their gimmick too. It, it's not called a. Uh, Hollow Scream anymore. It's called Hollow Fist. No? Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's as scary anymore, which is kind of a letdown. But, yeah. you know, to each yeah. its own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and on the flip side, too, of Halloween Horror Nights, you've got uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween at Disney. And I've oh, never been okay. to that. I'd like to take the kids to it. But, yeah. you know, and then we have uh, Bush Garden says Hollow Scream as well. And that's kind of neat. That essentially, they turned Bush Gardens into a giant Halloween party. Well, I know Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens does a really neat Christmas thing that I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind going to. They do Christmas around the world, and yep. that looks pretty badass. I, I definitely, if if it's allowed, if COVID's kind of died off by then, I definitely want to try to do it this year. If not yeah. next year, one hundred percent. And what I'm going to do yep. real quick is we're in between beers of the week because we actually had a regular episode this week so what i am going to do is i'm going to take a drink of our shot of the month bird dog chocolate whiskey make sure you go in and get yourself some bird dog it's some bird dog ladies and gentlemen they have all kinds of different flavors they have raspberry blueberry lemon lime all kinds i have chocolate add it to your chocolate milk add it to your chocolate shakes or just drink it out of the bottle like what i'm doing Make sure you don't drink and drive. Right. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to get into our guest, which is Tyler Main. And for those of you watching at home on Facebook Live, of course, hey, everybody, we're on Facebook Live. Um, you know, you're going to have to tune into the actual episode itself. 
it's too much hard work and I'm just lazy and you know (laughs) we also need listeners so you know if I give you everything on the fully fermented it gives you guys no reason to tune in when this airs later on this week so Tyler Main Tyler Main was awesome Um, both of us know and some of the people at home may know that Tyler Main was once in WCW he was Big Sky he teamed with Kevin Nash there for a good while and you know, it, it, it's actually pretty crazy that those two tall guys were together in WCW. And we asked them, you know, about Kevin when we interviewed him. But more importantly, I think the first thing I, – I don't remember ever any of his WCW stuff. I do remember the first time I saw Tyler Maine was in X-Men, the first X-Men movie that came out. And that kind of – you know, set the pace. Like, you know, before Marvel became the cinematic universe it was, the first movie that you got out of everything was X-Men. And, you know, that was always Jess's favorite movies. You know, it's funny that Deadpool was her favorite because Deadpool spawned (laughs) from X-Men. He was technically an X-Man. So, you know, those were always her favorite movies, and and with reason. But Tyler Mayne did a great job of Sabretooth, you know, the makeup, all that. Um, But I think what stands out the most is him playing Michael Myers because... Mm -hmm. I I feel like he may have very well been one of the best Michael Myers that they casted, and Rob Zombie also did a brilliant job with the Halloween movies. Well, a brilliant job with the first one. The second yeah. one was just kind of uh, like you know, and I, I love Rob Zombie. I love everything he does. I love his music. I love his movies. But the second Halloween film. Uh, wasn't for me. The first one, I did like how he told a lot of the backstory. That's yep. not really much that anybody really got into. Um, and, I, I mean, what were your thoughts on, on X-Men and Halloween? I really liked the X-Men movies. The only problem with, with that I had with it was they were just played into the ground everywhere I worked yeah. X-Men. Everything I see, X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. <laughs> I was craving for something different at, at that point. You know, I was going back and watching the old Spider-Man movies oh, yeah. just to kind of get away from it. But, I mean, for sure, that was a fantastic movie. And he did an awesome job at Sabretooth as well. And, you know, I, I feel like he really brought depth to that character. And, like... You could definitely separate the actor from the character when he was playing him. Oh, yeah. And then as, as Michael Myers, he did fantastic as well. And Rob's, I agree with you with Rob Zombie on that one. The first Halloween was awesome. We saw it at um, Benji's. At oh, Benji's yeah, Charter yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it first came out. We went there. We caught, I think it was uh, Halloween and Saw or something. You know, they always play a movie. Yeah, the double feature. Game. They're famous yeah. for the double feature. Exactly. So we caught it there. And it was awesome. And it was cool because Benji's the screen was a little bit darker. So it was kind of hard to make out certain things. But that also helped because it scared the bejesus out of me a few times. <laughs> Some of the things with Benji's, it's kind of like you feel like you're watching one of those bootleg movies that you yep. watch on there. And for those of you listening slash watching at home, if you're on Facebook Live or if you're listening to us on Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Podcasts, Benji's is a local drive-in movie theater we have here. There's not really a lot of drive-in movie theaters left. Benji's is one of the ones, so we're very proud of having a drive-in movie theater, especially knowing the fact of what we're going through now, and we don't know what the fate or the outcome are going to be for most movie theaters. Regal Theaters just announced that they're going to be closing shop. AMC, I heard, only has enough money to make it through the end of December, so we're going to see what happens to movies themselves. And I mean, me personally... I'm not a big go-to-the-movie type guy. If it's something like The Avengers, definitely, 100%. But just movies in general, like, I mean, it's so expensive now. You go and you get a hot dog for $18. Like, (laughs) you know, it it, it ends up just being 
worth more than the headache. But there's a lot of people who love going to the movies. But we, we you know, we we don't know what is in store for movies mm-hmm. and the theater. Are there any uh, theaters? Uh, did any of the theaters open up down here, you guys yet? Yep, we've got a. I want to say it's. A, I can't remember if it's a Regal or not, but they're still open. Oh really? All. And um, they're not. They're doing pretty good business still. You know, and they've always been pretty decent theaters. They. Uh, they did a renovation recently and put new seats in and I guess redid the screens, what have you. Oh, wow. That's always been pretty decently priced too. Even the beer and wine that they sell there isn't, isn't too extravagant, you know? Yeah. And, so. and I, you know, I noticed with most of the movie theaters today is that most of them are going to selling beer and wine. And yep. I mean, to me, some of the times it's like you kind of have to drink beer to make it through the experience of having that. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, you know, I've had about four or five beers. I'd be more than willing to pay about $80 for food <laughs> and, you know, what have you. So right. um, it's almost like you're getting bar food with your movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beer and nachos or beer and pretzels. <laughs> I mean, and, and just imagine you're there and you drink too much and you don't remember the movie. However, you remember the bill because when you check your credit card statement, be like, yep, definitely went to the movies. And most places, <laughs> I think, cut you off after a couple of beers. But Probably. Here's what we're going to go ahead and do. This is Fully Fermented, Episode 3 of our Microbrew Series. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Chris, thanks again for joining us. We will be back next month with another vintage episode. Don't know who it's going to be quite yet, but we will announce that. Also, keep in mind, if you're following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, we do have merchandise available. I actually just got some more logos today, so the actual Neon Light logo will be done. We are going to have a fully fermented logo done for the fully fermented episodes. Those are all going to be available on teespring.com. Make sure you go to teespring.com, look up the Happy Hour podcast. We also have a couple of vintage Happy Hour TV t-shirts on there as well. (laughs) So make sure you check that out, buy some of our merchandise, and we're going to go ahead and go right into uh, the interview with Tyler Maine from Horror Fine 2011. Chris, it was a pleasure, man, as always, and we will see you next month. Hey, man, looking forward to it. This is Alex Cole, and you're listening to the Happy Hour Podcast.
What's up, everybody? It's your boy, the Shining Diamond, Rico Diamante, and I am a graduate of the EWA Pain Factory. Have y'all ever dreamed of stepping out of the crowd and getting into the ring? I mean, that's exactly what I did, and all I'm doing is kicking ass and taking names since. The EWA Pain Factory is now accepting new students so you can experience the same success as the Shining Diamond, Rico Diamante. We're located at 1113 North Point Boulevard in Dundalk, Maryland, so make sure you find us on social media, on Twitter, and Facebook. Make your dreams come true today. Hey, hey, goddammit, this is Nick Strawn, and you're listening to, uh, what the hell is it, uh, 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 oh, the Happy Hour Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, it's Ray from Happy Hour TV, we're still at the Harm Fine Fest, I'm sitting here with a rather, rather large man, the man who played Sabretooth and Michael Myers in Halloween, Tyler Maine. Tyler, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. All right, it's Happy Hour TV, I like that, that's good. <laughs> so, you like to drink, what's your drink of choice? Uh, it depends on the mood, dude. Usually Jack Daniels, Gentleman Jack. I, you know, go to wine every once in a while or, or a good beer. Now, uh, in your movie, did you find being Michael Myers or being Sabretooth to be the more complicated of the two? Uh, it took a lot longer to get ready for Sabretooth. It took about four hours of makeup to get ready with the prosthetics and everything. I like Michael Myers to just pull on the mask, but uh, they're, they're two totally different roles, you know? I mean, Michael Myers is uh, such an iconic character, and he been portrayed before uh, and I wanted to bring something different to the role whereas uh, Sabretooth was a comic book character you know so now if Sabretooth and Michael Myers were to ever get into a fight who do you think would take the fight ultimately and then I don't know that'd be me kicking the shit out of myself wouldn't it <laughs> Now, you spent some time in WCW. You used to team with uh, Kevin Nash. Do you still stay in contact with Kevin today? I just saw Kevin uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah does yeah. Kevin still like to drink as much as he normally does? Uh, we were sitting in the bar. <laughs> and uh, did you ever think, you know, before you did movies and all that, or even, you know, now, would you ever consider going back and doing professional wrestling at any point? Oh, f- no. <laughs> I did uh, 11 and a half years of pro wrestling all over the world, WCW, UWF, wrestling Japan several times, wrestled Germany, Austria, England. Uh, you know, I saw the world, it was great, but it beats the hell out of your body. You now, you teaming up with Kevin Nash, was that your idea or was that WCW's idea? Were you guys friends beforehand and just said, hey, you know, we're both tall guys, let's be a tag team? How did that go down? Uh, well, you know, it was WCW and then um, they said, here's two tall guys, let's put them together, you know? So I was like, okay, cool. All right, thanks a lot, Tyler. We're going to let you get back to what you're doing. This is Happy Hour TV. I'm out.